How is everyone doing? This is the 10th episode of Cooper's Chalk Talk. Hope everyone is doing well out there. Sorry, I was going to send out an episode on Sunday. Um, we just got all kinds of stuff going on personal life-wise. So this is coming out, obviously, in the middle of the week. So today, I have some kind of more uplifting stuff to kind of talk about. I want to talk about Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki. Um, you know, some pretty real, really remarkable stuff. It's going to just be kind of brief on those guys. But just in general, I want to talk about their great careers, what they kind of did overall. And then also, just talk about some of their foundations. I think that a lot of times, you know, we talk about these great athletes, you know, we talk about, oh, you know, they made $300 million and they're great athletes and they're a 10 time all-star and all this stuff. But the stuff that kind of gets brushed aside is, you know, the, the great kind of foundations they've set up on their own with their families and what they've really been able to do giving back to the overall community because the average, just the average NBA player salary is $6.2 million. So obviously you look at the superstars, they're well above that. So it's great to see those guys able to give back to communities and really trying to give back to kids, which is the most important piece of it. Um, and then I'm going to give you my 10 shocking things that I think might happen during the draft. Um, you know, the draft, it's crazy. It's only like, I think 10, 15 days, maybe 10, I think it's about 10 days away now. So kind of crazy, you know, all this talk about the NFL draft is kind of sneaking up on us. So I'm just going to um, kind of go over a couple things that I think might be happening, kind of exciting stuff in that NFL draft. So First things first, just talking about some of the basketball guys. I want to talk about Dwayne Wade. He's a three-time NBA champ, three-time All-Defensive player, 2009-2010 MVP, 2008-2009 scoring champ, and eight-time All-NBA, 2003-2004 All-Rookie, and 2005-2006 Finals MVP. Great stat sheet, okay? That's amazing athlete you know and I think the biggest thing is you know he always gives back to the community as well so and then looking at Dirk you know no, no schlump himself 14 four time 14 time all-star 12 time all NBA 2006-2007 MVP 2010-2011 MVP or NBA champ and 2011 finals MVP um, so once again great careers you know obviously I think Dwayne Wade has a couple more accolades but nonetheless amazing careers by both these guys I think Dwayne Wade's probably the most you know, if you kind of just look popularity-wise, Dwayne Wade probably gets a little more, more popularity. But, you know, the next part is I started looking into some of these guys' foundations. And both of them, you know, they kind of mirror each other as well. You know, I think that... It's kind of the amazing part of, you know, Dwayne Wade did leave Miami for a very short stint. I think he went to Cleveland, bounced to Chicago, and then he came back to Miami. But nonetheless, you know, I think it's pretty amazing. You know, both these guys pretty much spent their entire careers in one city, and that's so rare nowadays. You know, I mean, even, you know, once again, I'm not an anti-LeBron fan at all. Actually, I think LeBron does an amazing thing for the community. I think uh, just beyond you just look as, as a human being, you know, this guy is literally the biggest athlete on the planet and you never hear about this guy getting into trouble you hear about him being a great dad you know a great husband you know he takes care of his family and you know I think that's you know that's an amazing thing in itself but you know the fact that these guys have stayed in one city and they've given back to their cities as well you know if you look at their foundations you know the Dwayne Wade foundation you know the dude's from you know a rough neck of the woods in in Chicago um but you know he also has a huge foundation that gives back to that Chicago neighborhood that he kind of comes from but also he gives a lot of money back to the South Florida community and you know the people from Miami love Dwayne Wade you know that just it's just a fact you know Dwayne Wade's one of the one of the kind of staples down there everybody that's kind of from there loves that guy so 
I think you see kind of the same thing whenever you go to Dallas. You know, Dirk Nowitzki, he has his um, his Dirk, uh, was it the Dirk Nowitzki Foundation? And same kind of thing. It, both of them really focus on giving back to kids, kids in, you know, learning disabilities, you know, growing up with different kinds of needs. And they really try to create opportunities for them, you know, whether it be a summer camp. You know, I, I know Dwayne Wade has a free basketball camp that is over for 600 youth. Um, you know, and just kind of giving back, you know, giving gifts back to the community. I think that they both do both do a foundation to where they give gifts around the holidays to um, underprivileged kids who, you know, once again, think about a lot of these kids in these poor neighborhoods, you know, that their Christmases kind of come and go with not really much of gifts. So it's amazing he's able to kind of go and give gifts to these kids. And he usually does it in individual way too. He, he likes to be a part of the community and go and hands them out. And Dirk does a lot of the same stuff. So, you know, once again, I think it's, I think it's a huge piece to look at it. I think, um, I think a lot of times this is the kind of stuff that gets brushed under the rug. And, you know, the one thing that I think the NFL does really well is if you look at the NFL, whenever they do their yearly awards, you know, they, they have their um, Walter Payton Man of the Year. And, you know, that's something that really that a lot of the players want to get to. You know, it's, it's such a desired thing because they really give so much of their lives back to the community, you know. Um, um, was his um, Bolden? He, he won it, I think, two years ago, and he's you know he's he's basically an activist for the communities, you know, especially the yo- the younger the African American communities that are lower privileged, and you know he's really a voice for those those communities, and he even said that you know football is just a stepping stone for him to be able to produce more for the communities that he represents. So I think a lot of the same stuff you talk about with Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, you know, I think it's all in that same same light. I think that the, you know they don't necessarily. I want to say they don't put as much light into it as the NFL because the NFL does the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. And, you know, it might just be because I pay attention to football more that, you know, NBA might do a better job of it. I just never really hear about it. Um, But, you know, whenever you kind of look up this stuff, you know, it's great foundations that these guys do. And I think it's something, you know, these guys really want to be able to give back to kids. And I think that's where the biggest thing is, you know, you've heard me talk about this before. I think the next generation is the most important generation, especially, you know, we're going to be in a world that's very hardly recognizable within the next 50 years just because, you know, technology is moving so fast. But you look at these lower privileged, you know, these lower income neighborhoods to where these kids don't have the same technology. They don't have the same things to kind of catch up with, you know, the the um, the better off, I guess, the more middle income and up kind of neighborhoods that have these education in schools. And they have this, you know, they have iPads at home. They're able to keep up with this stuff to where they're going to be a step ahead kind of going into the technology future to where these, you know, the lower income neighborhoods, are they're not going to have that. So. I think it's great to see these guys kind of giving back to the community. You know, once again, these guys are stars on the court. You know, they're amazing athletes. You know, I don't think people quite understand how amazing of athletes they really are until you get to see it in person. And, you know, it's once again, it's crazy to think, you know, once again, it's to get paid millions of dollars to do something that you love and to play basketball and to do that kind of stuff is an amazing life to live. But to be able to kind of correspond that with giving back to the community and being a staple in your neighborhoods and and all that, I I can't say enough for those guys. So good to see those guys. I think both of them are lacing up for the last time for their home games tonight. That's kind of why I want to talk about them. You know, I've kind of, you know, I've kind of grown up with Dwayne Wade winning, you know, championships. I remember he won one with Shaq when he was down in the heat. And then obviously with LeBron James down there. And then, you know, I'll never forget when Dirk won. I was actually in the airport flying whenever Dirk won his. So, um, you know, pretty amazing stuff. But nonetheless, I did want to just get bring a little light to those guys because once again, I feel like a lot of times, you know, we talk about, you know, what they do on the court, but, you know, what do they do off the court to their communities is I think equally as important, especially when they're giving back to the youth. So 
Wanted to talk about those guys, and then um, just want to go through the draft. I think there's um, I think there's a lot of kind of interesting stuff to kind of look at on the draft this year. You know, the Cardinals are number one, so you know I'm going to start off with the most basic stuff. You know, as far as draft goes, you know the Cardinals. I know the big talk is Kyler Murray, and this is where this is my shocking first bold prediction is. I think the Arizona Cardinals will ch- will um, trade. Josh Rosen to not the Giants. I know that's the big talk is that he's going to go to the Giants, but I actually think they will trade him to the Patriots because the Patriots have like 10 draft picks and they have three third rounders. And I can see them giving their earliest draft pick, which they acquired through the Lions, I believe. I can see them giving a third round pick and maybe one of their seventh round picks because they have like three or seventh round picks to the, to the Cardinals for Rosen. Once again, the the Cardinals want a second round pick. I don't think any team's going to be willing to give them a second round pick for him just because, you know, there's quarterbacks in this draft that's actually relatively deep. So I think that you'll see quarterbacks kind of drop in some of these places. You know, the 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 likelihood of, you know, that Duke quarterback falling into the teens. You know, you have Locke, you have um, Haskins, you have Kyler Murray, and you have four pretty big name quarterbacks. And then right underneath that, you have like kind of that second tier guy, which, you know, they're not schlumps either. So, I think with that being said is, you know, I, I don't think they're going to get a second rounder for him. I think they might get a third rounder from him. And I think the Patriots, you know, you think about where Josh Rosen might do really well at is, you know, going and learning how to be a quarterback behind um, Tom Brady. And the first thing that comes to mind, I don't want and don't quote me on this. I'm not saying Josh Rosen is going to be the next Aaron Rodgers by any mean. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers learned how to play quarterback sitting behind um, Brett Favre. And Aaron Rodgers has a huge personality, very big ego, and so does Josh Rosen. And he learned a lot playing behind him, and I can kind of see that kind of corresponding. So that's my first bold prediction of seeing the Cardinals draft. Kyler Murray first. They ship um, Rosen off to the Patriots. And once again, the Cardinals need draft picks. I think they pick up a third and maybe... Maybe they get a fifth round or sixth round as well, but my guess is they probably maybe get like, you know, once again, a third and a seventh or something like that. That's my guess for them. Um, So that's my first kind of, you know, kind of shocker right there. I think the next one actually impacts my team. Um, Once again, with the Giants sitting there at six, they have to draft a quarterback. I think they'll get the second quarterback off the board. I think that, you know, there's a lot of talk of Haskins being really popular right there. Um, I can see him going there, but I think there's a couple teams just depending on how the meetings go. I really like the Washington Redskins as a potential move up. And then I also like the Miami Dolphins as a potential move up. And I can see. Sorry about that. I had a I had someone call me right there in the middle of that recording, so it blocked out for a second. Um, but like I was saying, I, I like the the Washington Redskins as a potential move up. Miami Dolphins as a potential move up, and then you know a couple other teams that kind of might shock some people is the Denver Broncos. I don't think the Cincinnati Bengals will move up. I don't. I really don't think the Broncos are going to move up just because I think Elway's kind of under some fire. Um, but I really I think those are the four teams to kind of keep an eye out. I think one of the teams to really watch out for just. Because I think they need to get a little bit deeper and, you know, with some teams with, you know, once again, quite a bit of actual draft capital, um, the Seattle Seahawks sitting right there at 21, I can actually see the Patriots moving up and going and getting somebody. So once again, maybe giving up, you know, once, you know, they, they have so many picks giving up a ton, you know, giving up like maybe two third rounders and next year's first or something like that to move up to that 21 spot. Um, so maybe they swap first rounders or something. Um, but once again, I just think the the Patriots just have so much, so many draft picks that, you know, that gives them a good chance to kind of move up there. And I know there's word that the Seahawks are willing to move down. So 
just some potential there. Um, but that's uh, my, my first one was the Arizona Cardinals. My second one is I think Tampa Bay is going to move down just because they're right there in front of the Giants. I don't think the Raiders are going to move down. I know the Jets are saying they don't want to move down. But to move up into the top three is going to cost a team an arm and a leg. I think to switch from the Bucks, you know, to move to the five spot and especially, you know, if you're talking about the Washington Redskins, if they want the to go from 15 to five, you know they're probably gonna have to give up this year's first, next year's first, and pasta, and you know more than likely they're probably gonna have to give up maybe a second rounder this year, um, just because you know that's a 10 10 spot slot. But once again, you kind of look at what the what the Saints did last year whenever they traded with Green Bay, so you know tons of possibilities there. So that's my second one is I think Tampa Bay will move down, um, not because they necessarily want to, but I think it's because I just think the the demand will be there for one of these teams to move up in front of the Giants so they can kind of choose their guy uh, because really I mean you know it, it, I think everybody kind of feels the same that Kyler Murray is going to go that number one so you kind of get your quarterback of choice because the Niners aren't going to take him I think the Niners take Nick Bosa um, I think uh, or is it Nick Bosa I think it's Nick Bosa um I think the Jets take that defense alignment out of um, out of Bama. I think the Raiders will take the outside linebacker out of Kentucky, and then right there, that's where that's where I start start to see the quarterbacks start to really fall, um, just kind of dropping in those places. I think I think one player to really watch is White. I think the Bucks really want White. He's a playmaker. He plays um, linebacker for LSU. I think the Bucks would really like to have him, but once again, I think that it might be too lucrative to stay there. Um, and then you kind of look at that. I think he might be able to fall to, you know, maybe the Lions um, or even, you know, once again, I said this earlier, I think the Cincinnati Bengals, I think if if they are able to get White, I could see them, you know, really, really trying to aim for that and pick him up. So that's um so that's my first one Tampa or Arizona Tampa Bay moves down I think the next kind of potential shocker in the draft is I think the Atlanta Falcons might move up two spots with the Green Bay Packers just simply so they can land their their kind of guy of choice I think that they really want that defense alignment out of Houston um I think it's Oliver Oliver Quinn or something like that so um I think that that can be very realistic I think they have to get better on defense and I think they have a little bit of draft capital to move up forward there as well so I think I can definitely see that um, so that's my third one is just the Atlanta Falcons moving up two spots there. I think the other one that I already kind of mentioned it, I think the 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 fourth kind of option that I kind of see is the New England Patriots moving up earlier in the draft to take somebody and then actually moving back into the first round, maybe, you know, whether it be that last pick or whatever, if they if they trade up with Seattle or or you know, whatever happens there. But I think see I think there's a great chance that New New England has two picks in the first round. Um, because I think that really Realistically, there's a great chance that they really want that tight end out of um, out of Iowa. I think that he would be a great fit for them. And then at the same time, they need a pass rusher. So, you know, you start talking about some of these guys falling. You know, there's two great pass rushers out of Clemson that are in the draft. You talk about um, this, the guy who sweat from Mississippi State. You know, you see him kind of drop a little bit. You know, I think those are players that the New England Patriots kind of aim for and get. So those, those are the kind of the big names that I see falling. And then um, the next kind of, I guess this was what, the fifth one that I kind of see is, so there's a player I've already talked about. His name's um, Lil Humphreys. Um, so he played wide receiver for the Texans. Dude is a monster. He's super tall, very lanky. And this is, once again, this is kind of my 
kind of shock of the draft, but also kind of shock of the rookie classes. I think that there's a great chance that he could win rookie of the year if he lands with the Patriots. So I know that's like, well, dude, he's not going to be drafted till the third round. You think a third rounder is going to win offensive rookie of the year. And I, the reason why I say that is because I think, once again, you get rid of Rob Gronkowski. So, you know, they could draft a tight end to kind of fit in there. But this this guy, this little Humphreys guy, he fits the, the prototype for the Patriots perfectly. I think they get him in there. They put him in there to do exactly what, um, what, what, what was his name? Aaron, um, what was his name? Aaron... The guy who, the guy who killed everybody over there. I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. But, anyways, it's exactly the same prototype. Huge guy, great build, goes up and catches the ball. You know, pretty sharp route runner. He, you know, he kind of gets. You know, he he's gonna be lined up on safeties majority of the time, and he's gonna be able to beat the safeties nine times out of ten. So that's where um that's where that kind of falls in so that's kind of my fifth one kind of shock of the draft and also kind of shock of the rookie class um my sixth second uh, or i guess my sixth um kind of shock of the draft is there is not going to be a running back taken in the first round so that is i really don't think anybody's going to draft a running back this year in the first round i know that sounds crazy because there's some really really solid running backs but i just think this defensive class is so sharp i think out of i so this is my seventh one i think out of the 32 picks you're going to see 20 defensive players taken so I think that's a pretty large number that only leaves 12 offensive players I think you'll probably see right around five offensive linemen taken and then I think you'll probably see four potential quarterbacks taken and then I think there's probably three wide receivers, maybe maybe four possibly um, wide receivers that get taken. And then if the one and also in that offensive lineman, I'm also including tight ends. I, I can see one tight end getting taken, possibly two. I know that both those tight ends out of um, Iowa are pretty solid. So that's my seventh one. Um, and then my my eighth kind of shock of the draft is I see some I see there's going to be. I think there's going to be a lot of movement in the back half of the draft. So I'm expecting to have four trades from the 15 to 30 spot of just trading back from teams trading back, teams trying to move up. Because I think there's going to be a lot of guys slipping because of the the need for quarterback. There's going to be teams that move up. So once again, you talk about these guys from Clemson falling in the draft, Sweat falling in the draft. You know, these guys falling down and even um, that that linebacker out of Michigan, you know, you see these guys kind of fall in the draft and then you see teams being like, well, he was our third ranked player and he's sitting there, and, you know, at pick 19, we have to move up and get him. Tennessee will bump down two spots. So, you know, whatever. So that's that's kind of my eighth one right there. My ninth kind of shock of the draft is I think. I think that the 49ers are going to move back into the first round if um, any of the top three wide receivers are left there from the 28 spot deeper. So I think the 49ers are in need of wide receivers. I don't think they're going to obviously take advantage of that at that two spot. I think they're going to take a defensive pass rusher. But I think in those bottom, you know, maybe five picks, I can see them kind of jumping up in there, um, maybe swapping their second round and maybe a third rounder with Kansas City to move back up into the first round. Um, that way they can get their guy, their wide receiver of choice. So that's kind of my ninth one. And then my 10th one, once again, I'm a, I'm going to be a homer here and just stick with my bucks. Um, but I'm going to say my bucks draft a defensive lineman in the first round. That's my guess. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to say. So I know not a really a big shock there, but I think the bucks draft a first draft defense, first round defense, second round. I don't think they even draft offense until possibly the fourth round. I think they have so much, um, defense 
at need. Um, the only players that I can see them drafting earlier than that is if they draft an offensive lineman, which you know a lot of people don't really care about. So once again, I know that's not a shock of the draft really, but that's my team, so that's what I care about. But um, but I know this is somewhat of a short one. I want to kick one out to you guys this week. At least that way you guys have something to listen to. Um, as some of you guys have been listening to it pretty regularly, actually starting to get more and more followers on this as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Kind of wanted to stick to sports this time. I know I've been talking about all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, next one I'm going to have a little bit more social events and stuff like that. But um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks.